I have had a ton of change over the last year at the salon, and we're going to kind of dive in today with what is going on and where we have kind of shook out in terms of my salon, the changes, and what I'm doing differently. What's up and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, salon business coach, and mentor. I'm a salon owner of 17 years, and I am here to share with you my experiences and expertise, my failures and successes, so that you can have fast, effective biz solutions in the salon. Each week, I will bring you inspiring and actionable conversations to help you meet your goals. The 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. This episode, we're going to talk about life and business and how I am kind of maneuvering through it all and the changes we've had at the salon. So if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that the last probably 18 months, 24 months, two years-ish, uh, has been different, right? Ever since I've had uh, my little girl who is now almost, well, I guess she's 17 months now. So, you know, it's been a minute, but also things have been different and I have been different. And that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Some of it was different because of circumstance, but some of it was different because I made an intentional decision to lead my team differently. Now, this isn't stuff that like I talk about with my team, but it's stuff that I talk about with my family, with my business mentors, and certainly like things that I journal and give time to. And with my leadership team at the salon, I really, you know, these are things that I'm very open about. Um, but I don't say like, hey guys, I'm going to be different because I want us to be different. And that's not it at all. It's, I move differently. I show up differently. I lead differently in order to get the response that I'm looking for to make the change in my business. And there has been a lot of change. And you guys know, because you've hear, heard me here on the podcast, lament about how annoying it's been and that there were things where I needed to really elevate my business and my leadership when I'm not there. Like the reason that I had all these issues was because I kind of, and, and I would say all these issues, like really, there were hardly any, but these staffing issues specifically because I had a system in place and it worked really well when I was, when I was at the salon 24 seven, things moved really smoothly. And as much as I had those procedures outlined and they still worked smoothly when I wasn't there, there still were some gaps and you know that, right? Like, you know, if you're not at the salon for a little bit, like things will fall into the cracks or if you go on vacation, you just like expect things to be however they'll be, but it's not a big deal because you'll come back and fix it. And as much as I was like, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Like I'll come back from maternity leave and things will be different. That's, that's okay. Right? Like uh, that's great. But that's not how I want, I, I don't want to have to be there 24-7. This is the whole thing. Like, I literally built my business so that I don't have to be there when I originally started it. That's how I want it. Now, that's how I want it, but that's not how it's going to be in practicality because now I want things a little differently. I want to be there. I love being at my salon. I freaking love, love, love being at my salon. And I love being a salon owner. I also love being a hairdresser. And I've fallen back into that this year you know, within the last six months, I've really began to think about what I do as a hairdresser differently and really lean into that and, and to say, and to give myself freedom that my business 
will make money no matter what I do inside of it and just to enjoy the process of doing it. So like I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is that I didn't put all this pressure on that. Like I have to make every dollar from just being a salon owner or I have to make every dollar from being just a stylist, you know, like those sort of things. Or even I have to make every dollar off of retail. Like I've just said, the money will show up where I put the energy and where I feel good and where I want to give the energy is where I want to make the money. And I know that's like, what? What'd she just say? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But for me, I've given myself permission that like, yes, I have big goals and we're going to hit those goals, but how I hit them, like it can come how it comes. And I'm open to being surprised by that. I'm not going to take my foot off the gas. I'm not going to lose sight of where I want to go. But I am open that like if I feel one way or another, I'll go with that nudge and I'll really allow myself to just be okay with that. Like to be flexible within my own goals and how we get there, but more about like the logistics of getting there. You know, most of the time I'm I'm pretty like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like however we get there is totally fine. But I had this mental block, I I think it really was a block that I needed to make all the money outside of working behind the chair. And that's fine. And in fact, that is always my goal that I don't want to rely on myself. And that is how I created my business to run. Our salon is built structurally that it doesn't matter whether I do an ounce of hair, an ounce, right? Do an ounce of color or I do a ton of color. Like my business is not built around that. Like it is successful and profitable with or without me doing hair. But I also had like pushed myself that like mentally into this weird place. And this is where this mental block came from that like I didn't need to do hair and that like doing hair was bad. And that's just like not true. And I, I don't I when I say doing hair is bad, that's like air quotes that I was like abandoning my post as a salon owner. And I just don't think that. And as much as I like tried that on for a minute. And my business is designed to make money without me doing hair. I like my business when I do hair, right? Like, and that's been a really great shift to come back to. And, and it feels good, right? And also that doesn't mean I'm a failure. That doesn't mean that my business isn't profitable. The fact that I want to do more hair, it means that I want to do more hair. Like, can it just mean that? And so I, I mentally had to work through those things. And I, I just wanted to share that with you because a lot of times, I'll hear from salon owners that I'm working with and they're like, well, I need to work less behind the chair so that I can make my business make more money. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like that 1000%, I agree with. I know that to be a fact and that is exactly how my business is set up. I have time and white space in order to do so. But then they get to the second part of the conversation and the second part of the sentence and they're like, but I make too much money to not work. And it's like, oh man, that's such a bummer, you know? But there's ways around it. And I've coached literally dozens of people out of working behind the chair so much they still work behind the chair but they remove themselves and a little bit of their income for a short period of time following an exact protocol and steps that work to get them there so that we can create that income and there's no loss of money right they get the time back but they put it right back into their business and then their business can turn over way more than they could make way more than they could make behind the chair in just one or two days like it's such a i just want to say a bad word but it's just such a freaking block <laughs> that we allow ourselves to get in that mindset and that we're you know limited by the finances now i'm not 
going to say that the finances don't matter because hello, they make the world go round. They give us choices. They give us opportunity, but scared money don't make money. And sometimes we got to move into that and also have a plan in order to do so. So those were things that like I've been sitting with, right? Sorry for my little tangent there, but I wanted to share that with you because I know a lot of people don't have the business set up the way that I do, that they have to, as a salon owner, be in business in order and be behind the chair in order for the salon to be profitable. And so I don't have that as my foundation or as my setup as a salon owner, but it certainly, it's nice to do hair behind the chair and it's great to make that money and it's fun and I love my clients and it keeps me connected to what I'm doing in the salon. And furthermore, it keeps me connected to what I'm doing with you guys here, talking about being a hands-on salon owner, talking about being a hairstylist, talking about being successful in the salon, not just being successful online. Like who freaking cares? What's important is how I live. And that's important to me too, and how I lead. And so back to my original point in that I I decided that it's okay. Like however I make the money is okay. And that there's no pressure for me to make money behind the chair or not. It's about what feels good to me and what clients I have and what clients I want. And, and honestly, I changed the narrative for myself there. And it's, it is a little bit different to see my clients in the salon with other people. And I can't tell if they want to come back or they don't, or like, it's not really an option for most of them because my books are pretty full and, it's just been different, but because I've decided that I like doing hair and I have the flexibility and the time and I want to be at the salon a little bit more for myself, I've taken on some new clients and that's been really fun. I've taken on a few like brand new freaking clients and it has been fantastic to go back and have a new client and have to like do all the things and make sure I follow my protocols properly and set boundaries and like to be in it and do it. That has been really fun, but I also have boundaries there because I don't want to have so many new clients. Because let me tell you, if I say I'm taking new clients, like anywhere other than like right here on this podcast, like I'm not going to like it. It's not going to, uh, it's not going to honor my priorities. It's not going to honor what I ultimately have shifted in my business over the last two years so that my business is different. My business doesn't need me there hand holding the stylist. My business doesn't need me there doing everything for everybody. They're, they've got brains. They're fantastic stylists. They're smart people. They're self-led. They freaking get it, right? So it's my job to cultivate that, that environment for them to continue to be able to grow, but I don't need to coddle them. And that's something that was really hard for me to learn and to step away from. And, and also I don't need to micromanage. It's going to be fine. I have ironclad contracts. They tell us what we need to do. Are we abiding by the agreement in the contract? Yes or no? That's all we need to know. I don't need to do anything outside of that contract. Now, sometimes, yes, of course, I do lots of things outside of that contract, but I don't need to. And that was something there was like a pressure on myself that I needed to prove that I need to do more, more, more as a salon owner in order for them to want to stay. Like, that's just not it. It's not it. And that's not the way that I want to lead. And I know that those are limiting beliefs and self-talk and all those things, but it doesn't matter what level you are in your game, like that it's it's the same thing. I heard this saying today and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true. It's, it's new lame. Oh my gosh. It's new level, same devil. Like it doesn't matter. We all have the same problems, no matter what we're, we're dealing with the, just the shift, the shifts are, are that they happen differently at the different levels, but it's literally the same, same thing that we're all dealing with. And so for me, I had to remedy my reception problem. I made some choices. I made some cuts to the 
employment budget. I paid more. I got consistent employees that I love and trust and have trained, been trained very well. I got incredibly clear on my SOPs, standard operating procedures, what we do, when we do it, how things roll. Like literally you could, I could hire you tomorrow. You show up and I can hand you a a handbook and you're like ready to roll, right? It's easy. We know what we're doing. I also allowed myself to delegate really kind of hard, but invested money. I did it. I'm allowing myself to delegate in the salon. I have a right hand in a salon manager. It's, it's manager ish. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say that she's handling everything, but she handles a lot of things and I allow her to do that. And it's working really well. It's nice to have the support. It's nice to have the backup so that I don't have to be there because look, I don't want to have to be there all the time. I don't want to have to be calling the salon. So on my maternity leave, I checked in and we had a Slack protocol that I wanted an update every day. I don't need an update anymore. I don't need that. That was micromanaging Lexi. I don't need that. I've removed myself from that in terms of our systems. And so these sort of things have really been empowering for me and really exciting. Additionally to all of that, right? Like doing a little more hair when I feel like it. And, and okay, can I tell you, I'm just going to be really honest. I added four hours to my schedule. Like, is that more hair? Not really, but it's just me being there more than two days a week because I like to have my hands in my business, but I also want the flexibility that I don't have to be there, right? I want it all (laughs) because hello, I want my Oompa Loompa right now. And that is okay. When it comes to designing your business, you can be as bratty as you freaking want. And I really encourage it because it's your damn life, like, and your business. Nobody else is going to do this for you. And, and so when I got clear after like the postpartum haze lifted, I thought, okay, what's working? What's not working? What's going with me? What's not going with me? What are we doing in this new season? My coaching business is booming. I love you guys. Seriously. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your businesses. Like such a privilege, seriously, such a freaking privilege. Um, I sit in gratitude with that seriously every single day. And And also, like, I love this little human so much that I just want to be with her 24-7. But I also am not going to lose myself. It's not something that, um, like, fits our lifestyle, frankly, that I could not work. And so I'm not going to, I'm I'm not willing, well, that's not true. I'm not willing to make the sacrifices to do that. And so I'm making the best of the scenario. And I want to freaking work. I love to work. Can you guys see me not working? No, you can't. So, Like, I want to be here doing this. I want to be out in the world doing things with you guys on the road. I want to be in my salon kicking ass and like helping the women grow their businesses. Like all of that is, it's, it's there for me and it's there because of me, right? Like that's what I am, am looking for in this new season for myself. And so as you know, if you've listened to the podcast, we've had a kind of a, a big shift in our team as well. We had, you know, people moving to different states, two people moving to different states. We've had people retiring, people having babies and not coming back. We've had personal, like, I mean, we've just kind of been in it. And I just sat down and really wrote out exactly what I was looking for in new renters, where I was going with the, with the team. I did the, I crunched the numbers to know like bottom line, like, can we just do it without them? Can I just like maintain what we have here? Yes, of course. But also I don't like that. That's a little too cozy, you know, especially when you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on an air conditioner and like your savings just got a big kick in the pan and not in a good way. And like, you know, like the, I just was like, look, where's the numbers? How do we make this work? And so I sat down and I thought, what do I want? What do, what's the vision for Lexi, the salon owner? 
And I mapped it out. And I said, these are the kind of stylists we want to have. And I, I held true. And there have been uncomfortable conversations. There have been things with my staff that I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Like, this is what it is. I thought, you know what? Like, we're here. We're making, I've had all these changes happen. And none of them were bad, you guys. Like, nothing was like detrimental, no walkout, nothing like that. It's just me making shifts and other people having their life shift. And then the shifts that I make impact other people because like, do they like it? with me or not is ultimately, do they like it working in my salon when I make these changes, when I don't coddle you, do you like it? Maybe not. And that's fine. But I knew I'm making these decisions for me, Lexi, the human, and then Lexi, the salon owner. And so, and I also know like, guys, like when you've been in business this long and you know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Like, don't forget that, right? Like, you know what you're doing. You got here for a reason and you got here because of you. So you can do it again. Right. And so I thought, well, you know what? I've been in much harder spots than this and I am happy for all these people to leave. I'm not happy for my bottom line, but like, look, we can do it. And so I sat down and I I crunched the numbers and made things. I came up with worst case scenario. I came up with best case scenario. I came up with a million different ways in between. And I thought, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to show up and embody the same dang thing that I always do. I am going to share that we're looking for a new stylist. I did that one time. Um, I am going to continue to have the conversations. I'm going to be intentional with the way that I have my energy around this. I'm not going to go into lack. I'm not going to go into scarcity. I'm going to go to, into abundance. I'm going to reverse engineer every damn thing I can and do go back to my business plan. And I'm going to say, what makes sense? So I did all of those things. Lo and behold, we have two new stylists joining our team this month. And I am also so grateful for that. And it's because I held steadfast. Oh, my, may I also mention that I raised our rent in the middle of that? Are you thinking like what the actual F is wrong with her? And you know how I did it? I sent a message in Slack one time and said, as of this date, rent is now this. Thank you. Love you. Per the contract. da 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 pay up, right? Like that's it. I didn't say pay up. Um, but it's just like, I abide by the contract. I'm not handholding. I don't have to have a big, long drawn out conversation about why rent is raising and there's emotions involved. It's business. It's black and white. And if you're like, oh my gosh, that is so stressful. You probably don't have the foundations in place. You probably are not ready for that. So like you need to work from the right spot to get there. You've got to set the foundations in place in order to do that. But I'm telling you like not handholding is fantastic. Interviewing these new stylists with this new Lexi 2.0, right? Whatever that means, nothing. Um, but with this new intention that I have in my brain, like it's just been fantastic. It's been fantastic. And I have just shown like, these are my expectations. This is the agreement. If you like it, cool. If you don't, I'm not desperate. We're good right? We're good. I know we're good. And we will be good no matter what. And the right people always show up when you stand in that energy and when you know what you're doing. I also had to make a difficult decision and and not bend backwards in another situation for another stylist who's moving out of state and wanted to come back and rent uh, one week a month. And, you know, if we had the space, it would be wonderful. But now, you know, I didn't know if we were going to have the space. When I had the conversation, we had the space, but now we don't. And turns out the offer that I made didn't really sit that well with her. And that's okay. Like we had a really great conversation about it. It was like two minutes, like, oh yeah, like that just doesn't work for my business. And I said, I totally respect that. And she goes, and I know you made that decision for your business. And that was it. Like, seriously, how great is that? Um, But the 
the thing about it is, is like I made an offer knowing what would work for my business in the future, not what makes sense for my business right right now. Would a like a an offer that potentially would have made me less money to do, in that moment when I had the space been better in that moment? Yeah, because cash is always good in your hand, but not long term when I've made promises and can't deliver. And I knew stylists were coming. I knew the moment that I said we're doing this, that we're open and available. Guess what? They're coming. We are open and ready to receive always. And so. And that's how we had the wait list, right? But we ran through the wait list. We changed things over. And then now, like, I don't have technically a wait list as of this moment of recording, but there's someone coming to meet me tomorrow. And I had a phone call yesterday. And so I don't know, right? I think I've got a wait list again. But at the end of the day, it's all about showing up in in your brand and in your like in your, in your agreements, it's about doing the things. And so for me, that's been really powerful to just shift that mentally in that I don't need to handhold and I didn't need to handhold before, but it's what we, what they were used to. And now we've grown and evolved and we don't have to. And how wonderful is that? How wonderful is that? And so I'm sharing this with you because I know you guys like to hear what's going on and my perspective and how we do the things and all of that. And there will be other hiccups. There will be other ups and downs and all the things. And it's okay. It's freaking fine. It's business. We get to be gumby and be flexible or be like the noodle guy on the side of the street. Like all of those things are very, very real. And business is just that way. But at the end of the day, I know what it is that I'm doing and where I'm going because I gave myself time and space for that. I gave myself time and space for that. And I knew that we had some of those changes coming and Silas leaving and different things occurring like earlier in the year, right? I knew some of these things were coming up and I knew that I wanted different. And so in the beginning of the year, I started planning how we could grow our business, like how we could really grow and get new business in the salon. And so that's something we've been working on all freaking year. I shared how we did that in our visibility masterclass. You can grab a replay um, probably in the show notes here, but there is such power in that. Now, of course I was working my business plan hundred percent. Like I was working my business plan when I did that, knowing what was coming and where we were going and looking at what I wanted. What did I want to feel? And I do that quarterly, right? Like I do have a check-in with myself quarterly, at least if not monthly, or even sometimes weekly to make sure that I'm moving on the right path. But I will say that having this business plan in place, knowing what was coming up in the, in, in the over, in the few months, right? Or, or through the rest of the year, knowing that we would have some shifts. Some of them I didn't know were coming, right? Like some of them I had no idea, but I could just sense like the, the tides were changing, right? And, and you can see that as your staff potentially gets older or starts to have babies or get married, like you can expect their lives to shift and change. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to affect your business. But it can mean that, right? And and I could see the writing on the wall that that we were going to have some shifts and people talking about moving and and things like that that are wonderful for their lives. Who would I be if I said I didn't want that for them? I'm so happy for all of them. But I have to take care of me, right? Like at the end of the day, like I'm great and happy about you, but like, oh shit, right? Like how do we figure this out? And so I started to see those things happening. And so I don't get to the Oh, SHIT moment that often. And I didn't really in this scenario either because I was like, I've got a plan in place. Like, I know we need more business. I know I'm going to need some new stylists. I know we're going to need some fresh meat in here. Like, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to go hard with this visibility plan. We're going to go deep with getting new clients. I'm going to lean in and revamp my assistant program so that I don't have to handhold 
during the whole thing, right? And am I going to say that there were no casualties along the way? No, I'm not going to say that because that's not true. There were definitely some casualties and like, that's all right, whatever, like live and learn. I did my best. I showed up. I gave my all on those days. I gave all that I had to give on those days. If they came back now, it might be different, but it's not. And oh, well, and they still got more out of me than I, than I got out of them. Right. I'm always aiming to give more than I receive as a trainer and as, as, as a leader in the salon, frankly, as a human even. So, I mean, yeah, like it wasn't perfect in the process, but I can say now I'm going to knock on some wood that I think we're almost to the other side and I'm feeling really good. Our new assistants are going to graduate. In fact, on Friday as time of recording this one of them, the next one, um, in two months. And so like, I'm ready. I'm really, I saw this coming. I planned for it. And that's why business plan is like the freaking best. It's why you get to do the things that you, that you want to do in your business right? Yes, because of you, but because you take the time and invest into what's coming and what you can control, right? And there's tons you can't control. But if you have a solid business plan, you can go, oh, yep, uh uh-huh, I got it. And if you can't see what's coming down the line, if you don't have that foresight, or maybe you haven't been in business long enough or things like that, you can still plan for what you want to have happen, right? You can still plan for that any day of the week. And so it's funny because the salon I could see started to be like a little bit stressed for me. Like my team was like, so what are we going to do? Like that, that gives us like an empty station or does that give us two empty stations? I'm like, Hey guys, like, don't worry. Seriously, don't worry. And that's my job as a leader to be like, don't worry. You know, but it's so funny as we introduce the new team members on Slack and, you know, things are bustling and changing and, and all this is going on and they're like, oh, so that means we're full again. Okay, good, good. You know, because they're worried about themselves. They're worried that like things would impact them. And and it's my job to reassure them that like, we're good. We're freaking good. And it's my job to stand in that and know that. Like, are there moments where I'm like, are we good? Sure. And then I go to the numbers and the facts don't lie and feelings are not facts and overwhelm is not facts. And I come back to what I know we're doing. And that is all based on the planning that I put in all year long right? And especially in the beginning of the year, the end of the year planning for next year. But additionally, it comes from doing the work all year long and not, and not sleeping on my dreams. Like I want stuff to happen at the salon. Like I'm not giving up on the salon just because I have this other business. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I feel like my coaching business helps me grow and be even a better leader than I already was. And not like tooting my own horn, but like, you know, I mean, it just does. It elevates me as a leader and I continue to bring that to my team and we elevate all together. And in doing so, it helps me get to my dream tin. It helps to get me to a place where I can lead my salon into this new season of salon ownership for me that looks very different, but also is still really freaking amazing. And I want that for you too. I really want that for you too. I don't know how bad you want it, but you know, that's for you to decide. I opened up a few coaching intensives, a few extra, I should say, through the end of this year. We're diving deep on all salon owner topics. I love working with you guys. It's one week where we work together for Vo- through Voxer. We go back and forth. You have me literally at your fingertips in your back pocket for a full week. You have an in-depth business assessment before we start. Because can I just say that like, if somebody is going to give you business advice and doesn't know what the heck is going on in your business in terms of a 360 degree view, they probably shouldn't be giving you business advice. Um, so just there's that. Um, we start with that. We go deep, deep, deep in Voxer. We talk about whatever you freaking want to talk about. We have fun. And um, I'm just really excited. I've already started reserving spots in January and February. Um, but I did open a few more in November. So hit your girl up if you want to chat intensives.
I hope you have the very best week. I hope you have a relaxing, peaceful week as we head into October, as we just, you know, really enter into Q4, right? We're here, you guys. We're here. The planning. It's time. Let's go. Uh, Anyways, okay. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.